Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Body wrappers Angelo Luzio, makers of high-quality total stretch tights, dancewear, performance wear, and Angelo Luzio shoes, is a proud sponsor of this episode of Conversations on Dance. Body Wrappers has Tyler Peck, principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, as its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck Designs for Premiere. Tyler's beautiful original designs fit perfectly are ideal for class, rehearsal, or performance and move well with the body and won't ride up in the back. Body Wrappers also makes apparel for ballet, jazz, modern, lyrical, hip-hop, tap, team, liturgical, performance wear for competition and recital, as well as Angelo Luzio shoes, all designed to enhance your experience while dancing. You may view all the products at bodywrappers.com or to purchase Tyler Peck designs by Body Wrappers, go to dancewearcorner.com. This episode is brought to you by the Vale Dance Festival. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we are joined by former Miami City Ballet principal dancer Patricia Delgado. Patricia was born and raised in Miami and joined Miami City Ballet in 2000 at the age of 18. For 17 years, she danced in the majority of the company's repertoire, moving quickly through the ranks. This past April, Patricia retired from the stage and has since moved to New York City to explore other creative and artistic opportunities. We talk with Patricia from the Vale Dance Festival about her retirement shows, what the transition has been like for her moving from a full-time company to becoming a freelance artist, and what her next projects are. So Patricia, you are a returning guest to the show. We're so happy to have you back and to be here with you in Vale. I'm so happy to be back. I'm your biggest fan. I <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate you wearing our shirt to class today. I wish we had a picture of it. Um, so you recently retired from Miami City Ballet. Congratulations on your great career. It was fun for us to watch you for 10 years. Um, so we wondered if we could ask you a little bit about your retirement performance because it may not have been gone the way you planned it. Um, to go, but in true Patricia style, you made the very best of the experience. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, yeah, it was definitely a surprise to me. I um, I remember waking up that morning and feeling a little bit 
uh, overwhelmed. Um, not so much because it was the last show, but just physically, I didn't really feel so good. And I had had such a beautiful experience in Miami performing my last show at the Art Center. And I just, I was a little shaky and I, you know, I had tweaked my foot the day before in a rehearsal on stage for Divertimento and I hadn't danced uh, Divertimento, which I had planned. And so part of me was like, you can just really push through. You got this. It's one last show. You know, you're going to be surrounded by all the people that you love and people had come down from different places to see me and I felt like I wanted to dance so bad for them and um just warming up in class I knew my foot wasn't okay and uh you know it like just was like from one moment to the next midway through center I was just like you don't have to do this like this is for you you know obviously I wanted to do it for everyone else but this is your memory and you don't want this last show to be scary in any way or just um dangerous and I've had several dangerous calls throughout my career so I felt like you'd learned I had learned these things so I didn't want to um put myself in any kind of danger and I was like there's life after ballet <laughs> there's life after Miami City Ballet I, I just I just felt calm and clear and I you know I remember walking up to Lourdes and Roma and I just said I I'm sorry I can't dance I don't know what to do I know this is supposed to be a special last show and and they were like oh don't worry we we've got it all taken care of like you don't have to dance you're still gonna do your thing we're still gonna celebrate you and I was like what do you, what does that mean <laughs> they're like did you bring a pretty dress and I was like I did <laughs> they're like you're just gonna go out on stage after the show so the best thing for me was that I got to go into audi the audience and watch the whole show and it was supposed to be in my mind this like last show for me to dance I felt like the entire company was giving me the gift of watching them dance mm -hmm. and I've always been like such a I love dancing on stage but I've also just been such a fan of the company for so many years and so inspired by them every time I would go out into the audience that it all of a sudden seemed so right to be in the audience for my retirement show yeah. um and I wasn't sad I was so happy and I felt like all my emotions and all my nerves like everything was like very alive and aware and the dancing was all so beautiful from everyone and then I just went out there <laughs> afterwards and afterwards and you know everyone brought me flowers it was just such a I was so surprised and so magical but I felt like in a way your last performance is a culmination of all the work you've done for so many years and uh it was unique that I didn't dance but it was um, just me so raw and so vulnerable as me, not as, you know, a dancer in divert or a dancer in who cares or a dancer in any role. It was just me and my hair down, no makeup <laughs> and my dance goes. <laughs> and, um, I was very moved and it was a beautiful way of kind of wrapping something up and feeling sort of this closure and this appreciation and, I remember going home that night being like, wow, really life is full of surprises. Like mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen. But um, feeling so much love, even after n not performing, it was like uh, propelling me to know that whatever happens next, I have to stay in this art form, whether it's performing or teaching or I don't know, even on the other side of things, you know, I just that show really um, just cemented that in my heart that 
I'm meant to continue on in this world. <laughs> um, I think that's really beautiful that you got to have, in a way, two separate um, moments of closure. That you one was for you as the performer, and one was for you as the uh, sort of. I don't know. I guess you were always kind of the company cheerleader and yeah, the support system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, because your performance in Miami—that's one thing that's cool about Miami City Ballet—is because you had like last shows in every venue. So you had a last show in Miami and West Palm, and then in Broward, which is the show that you're talking about now. So you did have that really big, wonderful last weekend in Miami with lots and lots of your cheerleaders there. <laughs> so that was already like really special for you guys. So. You had them both. You had both sides yeah. of it. <laughs> very fortunate. So uh, we've had a past episode where we talked about my retirement <laughs> and uh, all the thoughts and um, ideas that can go into that and what leads up to it. But what for you were some of the factors that made you decide you no longer wanted to be full time in uh, a company? I mean, like anything, there's always so many sides and um it was a really emotional decision, I think, for me for many months leading up to when I finally made the final decision. But I think number one was my physical capabilities. Um, I think, you know, knowing the workload and the demands of the schedule at Miami City Ballet and the rep that we do and the fact that we're 50 dancers and we do rep that's, you know, 100 for 100 dancers. Um, I just, for the several seasons, had felt like I wasn't able to really pull my weight and I wasn't trusting my body as much as I wanted to. And I kept trying to come back from things and would make it back, but then there would be a setback of sorts. So there's just a back and forth of, um, they really just put a damper on my well-being, my just like my happiness in my life. And, um, and, you know, Justin, my boyfriend, it was living in New York and I was doing a lot of back and forth. And that was a factor that, you know, I always wanted to choose me and choose my career first. And I felt like there's a time frame that we get to be a dancer. And I didn't want to um, leave prematurely, you know, because I wanted to pursue love. <laughs> and I just um, I felt like you can't separate things, you know, as an artist, uh, you have to be fully whole in your heart and it kind of got to the point where I was felt torn between two cities between you know my focus in the company and my focus with him and um it felt just like the timing was right for me to explore new things and I also knew I didn't want to stop dancing but I knew I couldn't um live up to the demands that I expected of myself at Miami City Ballet and when I kind of started trying to accept that, I just started, I started to be flooded with so many memories of so many things that I had done and that we have done, we had done all together, that it felt like the moment you decide that you're moving forward, you're moving on, uh, you can really see and like feel all your accomplishments and even the challenges, you see them as like um, you rose above and you uh, were able to you know, make peace with it. And so it felt like a really the right decision. And I know I'll always be a part of my MC Valley in some way, shape or form. And I hope in the future, there's some sort of, you know, relationship with them in other ways or who knows, I'm but sure. I, I definitely felt like, um, it was just time for me to explore. Yeah. 
So as you mentioned, you have um, now moved to New York City and you are now with your boyfriend, Justin Peck. And so that's great. How has the transition been for you from this full time dancing to a little bit different kind of freelancing, right? What have you been up to? So it's interesting being here in Vail. Um, one of the um, kind of signs from the universe, I call it, um, I spoke with Lourdes like January 3rd, I think, and we had a really great conversation about my decision and she was so supportive and um, it's kind of that scary moment that was just like, oh, okay, I made my decision and I shared it with someone and they supported it and okay, now what? And it was kind of a couple days of like happiness, but a little like, Oh my God, Uh am I ever going to dance again? (laughs) What's going to happen? And uh, I got an email one morning from Damien and inviting me to Vail. And it was just like, I just started to cry because I felt like, first of all, Vail had kind of always been this uh, looming, lingering festival that I had missed out on because of an injury when my MC Valley was here in 2009. And I had always just felt like, oh, I really wanted to be a part of that festival. I always think the program is so great and the dancers that he invites are so great. And I had heard such great things about this mountain life. (laughs) And I, so when he, when I got that email from him, it was kind of this really um, beautiful omen of, you know, there, there will be moments for you to be an artist and for you to be a dancer beyond um, your time at Miami City Valley. And so uh, kind of early on when I left Miami, I moved to New York um, mid-April and I started working with Lauren Lovett immediately, actually, like within a couple of days of being there. And um, on her piece here for Vail, right? On Lauren Lovett's new piece here for Vail, exactly. And it was just very um, explorative from the early on. And I, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is this is great because I didn't really get too much of this. You know, during my time, we did so many masterworks and we did so um, so many, we did work with choreographers, master choreographers, but that like very intimate exploring, like mm-hmm. kind of don't know what we're doing. Like experimental. Very experimental. Yeah. Um, was very new for me and it was challenging, but it was very refreshing and I was loving it. And I felt like I was pacing myself in a different way because there was no pressure of a final show tomorrow or like months of shows it was just right. going to be like one special show right in veil in a couple months right so um so that was great and then i also um went to the nantucket festival which was, it was a 10th anniversary this year and i had been before um i had created a piece with justin peck there and i had done um false fantasies actually which was really challenging but this year uh, i was able to do uh wielden a christopher wielden potter with Craig Hall, and it was originally created on Feng Yi, who was a is a beautiful modern dancer. And I remember when Tyler Engel, who um, is the director of that festival, said, "I'd love for you to try this potato. What do you think?" And he sent it to me, and I said, "I was immediately like, yes, I want to do it. It's so different, but I need to work with her. I don't want to." attempt to be a ballerina doing this kind of work and he's like for sure we'll organize it and so I spent two days with her and it blew my mind Um, (laughs) I was first of all I was just a fish out of water just the way she moves especially seeing it close up it's like simple things but like um just being grounded and rooted into the floor I was like I got this I've done Paul Taylor I've done Tyler Tharp I could do this and I couldn't (laughs) (laughs) and she was very specific and very demanding and it was so such good growth for me and um uh, made me see like how much more there is to grow and so uh just getting to be able to 
uh, perform in Nantucket and then come here now this week in Vail have kept me really busy. Yeah. Great. We will return to conversations on dance in a moment, but first we want to take a moment to tell you about our newest sponsor, FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a subscription service that seasonally delivers the best new products hand-selected by their Fab team right to your door. And the best part is you pay only $49.99 for a box filled with $200 worth of merchandise. Their fall box is already sold out, but that doesn't mean you can't jump on this offer. They are currently offering their special editor's box full of FabFitFun's favorite goodies. Included in this box is a fold-over clutch in black, a sterling silver forever necklace, Pearlese face masks, Himalayan pink salt kit, and much more. It is an incredible deal, and you will love indulging in the best new fashion finds, glam beauty secrets, and fitness gear guaranteed to make you feel fabulous all year long. So sign up now and receive the editor's box for only $49.99 with free shipping for a box full of over $200 worth of merchandise. To sign up and to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, visit our website, conversationsondancepod.com slash fabfitfun. So uh, something else that I think is unique about your situation maybe is that you um, spent not only your entire career with Miami City Ballet, but your entire life in Miami. So this is the first time you've ever moved somewhere new. Um, so what has that been like? You know, you're already dealing with the fluctuations and changes of, of being uh, still an artist and a performer, but no longer attached to your home company, but to also uproot and move to a city that is completely different um, from our South Florida life. <laughs> Um, I think you're going to have to ask me that question in like a year. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the honeymoon phase. I, I think having grown up in Miami and kind of always getting a taste of New York, because early on I was there for summer programs at SAB or ABT. I just felt like finally I'm like, I've, I've, I'm here. I, belo- I almost feel like I belong there. It's so bizarre. And I think it says something about New York. You know, I think it's... um it can be a scary big city, but at the same time, it's just full of so many opportunities. And there's so many people there who don't know what's next that I just feel like I'm just one of them <laughs> with like open mind, open heart and like just game for anything. Uh-huh. And so um, just that feeling of uh, excitement and newness and openness. And it's also it was the spring and then the summer wasn't too harsh <laughs> weather wise. Um I feel really like it's this, I just feel really lucky. It feels wonderful. And I feel very inspired by the city and the people that I'm getting to be around. And um, I, I don't really miss Miami yet. (laughs) I, you know, I, I think it's because I've been there my whole life and it was just time. It was time to move and explore elsewhere. And um, I know there'll be moments I I miss my friends. I miss my family, but you know, you, you find ways to keep in touch and it's, I've had so many visitors come visit me already. I'm like, everyone wants to come to New York. Right. So yeah, <laughs> I, people. it's we'll nice never... to have a, a home base that people want to come, come and to. Yeah. Yeah. visit. This sounds like a similar feeling that I have that mm-hmm. kind of maybe because we are transitioning to something new and it's just like your mind is rapid fire dealing with that. I haven't really given any thought to what I'm doing in New York. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel weird at all Mm-mm. because you're so consumed by you know what's the next gig I'm gonna do what's the next thing what's Mm -hmm. what am I where am I headed am I gonna explore this direction well and I think for us for so long you knew you had a major commitment in one place that was your 
your whole heart was there. Your whole passion was there. Everything was focused there. So even in layoffs, there was like, you have to either heal, stay in shape, come back. And like, I know I would spend the months on layoff researching the pieces we were going to do the following season. So there's, was always just an all consuming nature of being committed to one Mm -hmm. very important aspect of your life for your whole year. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're you're taking care of. You just work around that. Yeah. But now we can only see like a few weeks. (laughs) And you're, but, but at the same time you're, you're free. Mm-hmm. to ex- let yourself have that space to see what's next. And right. um, yeah. Well, like for example, Miami city ballet is rehearsing right now. They're preparing for their um, next season. And so if you maybe had been there, you would have, they would have, though they would have let you come here. I'm sure you maybe wouldn't have wanted to miss that time working with the repetitors and whatever. So it wouldn't really have been an option that was available to you and probably Nantucket either. Or there were some Miami city ballet yeah. dancers in yeah. Nantucket. Yeah. But, you know, depends. but it's, it's interesting because you, you do have to pick and choose, you know, when right. you're um, offered certain gigs or certain festivals, you know, you, you sometimes have, even if you're available, do you want to stress your body in that way at that moment? Right. Do you want to make sure you're going to be okay for the Mm -hmm. season? So kind of, um, gives you that space to say yes to things. And, um, you know, when the company performed Jacob's pillow, I wasn't very busy. I was in New York and I, I was sad. It was actually really hard. I remember feeling, um, like, I want to be there. (laughs) And, but, and, but I thought that that was such a beautiful feeling to have because it would be weird if I didn't, you know, right. Right. Um, it was such a success for the company and I was so happy and proud yeah. of them. Um, and you know, I think you'll always feel connected to them. So there's always a little bit of sadness yeah. that, of that nos- nostalgia. Yeah. But at the same time, it's fun to get a chance to explore these other things. So uh, an exciting development in the coming months is that you will be staging, I think for the first time, mm-hmm. um, several works. Can you wait? Can you talk about both of them? Sure. sure. Right, okay. Uh, so you're yeah, officially yeah. on board yeah. for two Peck works. Um, mm-hmm. The first of which is Increases at Boston Ballet and secondly, Heatscape uh, with the Dresden mm-hmm. Ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you preparing for that? And mm-hmm. um, how are you looking to explore this new role in your life? Um it's definitely the most exciting thing that I feel is going on because it's so new for me. Um, I was so lucky to be able to do increases in Nantucket. Um, I had originally uh, committed to staging it in Boston before I knew I was going to get a chance to dance in it. And I remember feeling like that's a little scary, never having danced the ballet, but I was like, well, it happens. So gonna have to dig deep and learn all the parts full out and even the male parts Mm -hmm. and it'll be fine. But um, it was such a pleasure to get to feel what it's like to be in the ballet and get to at least completely immerse myself in one of the parts. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I kind of use that as my time to prepare. And um, I was able to observe some of the city ballet rehearsals because they just recently did it and they're doing it on a moves tour. And so to watch Justin and Craig Hall work with the dancers, I was just like, taking crazy notes right. and like yeah. writing, you know, so much of Justin's work is about an image or, mm-hmm. um, a specific intention and, right. um, just to actually watch him do the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not passed down like through a video of the dancers who are doing it, but it's coming right. from right. specifically his and even just to break it down to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. Right. It was, um, I'm so beyond excited about it. I feel like I, now I've always loved the ballet, but to have experienced it from the inside out, um, 
I can't wait to get to Boston. And it's been wonderful to be here in Vail because Russell Kaiser and um, his wife, Margaret Tracy, are also here and they're working in Boston. And um, Miko was here last night, so I was able to meet him. And um, everyone seems so excited. to They've never done a Justin Peck ballet at Boston. So I feel a little responsible to make <laughs> sure that, um, you know, it's it's right. And it's, um, a positive experience for them. And, and then the other project is not until the spring. And to be honest, I haven't had much time to begin working on it, but, um, uh, I'm going to be staging Heatscape, which Justin did on Miami City Ballet, uh, for the company in Dresden. And I'm actually going to be staging it with my sister. So we're going to be five weeks in Germany. Wow. And, so you know, my sister has had experience staging, right. uh, shoots and ladders uh -huh. on Pennsylvania Ballet. And, I just was so in awe of all the preparation she did for it that um, she'll be inspiring to work with. And I'll kind of get a sense of what I'm doing in Boston in the fall on my own. And then working together, I think, will just help us grow in these roles as repetitors, which, you know, I've always admired so many of the Balanchine or Robbins repetitors that have come and worked with us and even the Twilight Tharp repetitors. And, you know, you... You learn so much from them, but you're kind of focused on the ballet. You're not mm -hmm. necessarily thinking about their process or how they're doing what they're doing. And now just thinking back on, you know, things that worked and how clear they were. You know, if we watched the video, if we didn't watch the video, you know, am I going to write down all the counts? Am I going to know them in my head? Am I going to um, am I going to learn everything full right. out on my body? You know, and actually, I kind of want to share this. I was speaking with Roma Sosenko, our ballet mistress at. Miami City Ballet and I told her I said you know I, I need some advice like what do you I'm a little intimidated you know the idea that I'm all of a sudden going to be on that side and you know have all these dancers looking at me like what's the That's step next. Yeah. <laughs> and she said you know I said I don't have any experience and she said you know what don't worry about experience you know she's like I have a lot of experience but it's hard for me to demonstrate she's like sometimes I wish I could just show the step and so it gave me kind of this confidence to um, not focus on the lack of experience, but focus on the ability to really demonstrate it yeah. as well as I possibly Show can it. while I can. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, people will just be able to emulate that. And so that was really a very um, comforting thing. And I mm. also was able to see Wendy Whalen do a talk in New York at um, City Center, the Studio 5 series. And she was interviewing Craig Hall mm -hmm. and Jason Fowler, who are both... Jason Fowler is working with Chris a lot and Craig Hall now is working with Justin and Wendy just staged um, a Ramansky Ballet, yes, Alexi yeah. Ramansky's oh, yeah. Ballet in Pictures on Pictures an Exhibition, exhibition yeah. mm -hmm. in PNB. And so I thought it was just such perfect timing to go and see what yeah. them these former it. dancers are feeling about. And, you know, they had different approaches. Yeah. Um, Jason was very uh, adamant about writing down every single thing. He said he had binders and binders full of all the counts, all right. the everything right. and craig has like developed all these like technological ways of like yeah uh, those apps the apps i have to meet <laughs> with it oh wow. yeah these apps that basically um you can like diagram the oh, entire wow. ballet kind of like basketball yeah, like, yeah. with the you know x's and o's plays. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um so i have a lot to learn and um but i'm very excited about it thank you for joining us pat Thank we'll get you back to rehearsal now. Yes. Thanks. Right on time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us this week on Conversations on Dance. Follow us now on social media at, at Conversations on Dance and subscribe now on iTunes so that you will automatically be notified when a new episode goes live. Thanks for joining us this week on Conversations on Dance. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 